Do you ever wonder what it's like on the other side of the couch? Do you ever get curious about the conversations therapists have with one another? Or are you a therapist who loves to hear others talk about our work? If the answer is yes to any of these, you're in the right place. This is Therapy Talk, the place where therapists discuss therapy. I'm your host, Rachel Landman. Join me each episode where I invite my colleagues in the field to come discuss the work. Good morning, Aubrey. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. It's great to be here. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Why don't we get started by having you talk a little bit about your professional and edu- educational background? Of course. I've been at Human Told for a year now. I just actually celebrated my year anniversary last week, which was great. And before that, um, I was at a mental health clinic for about two years. Uh, working with serious mental illness, uh, a lot of trauma, um, and people who require frequent frequent therapy weekly, by week, uh, multiple times a week. And I graduated uh, from Manhattan College um, with a master's degree in mental health counseling. But this was, was not my first career. Before this, I was in advertising and public relations for about six months to a year. And I very quickly realized that that was not the field for me. So there was a time period in between that and counseling where I went to counseling myself and figured out what it was that I, w- I wanted to do. So through, through self-exploration and attending therapy myself, I realized that I wanted to be a therapist. So it's been great being in this field for several years now. It's always interesting to hear from career changers and it's it's fascinating to hear how actually that transition happened quite quickly for you only six months um, at another position. What was that like going through that transition? It was extremely difficult. I had graduated very excited to start in that world of, of my undergrad in the advertising world and very quickly felt unhappy and something that really stuck out to me was that I felt I wasn't learning anything and I didn't feel I was growing. And that was the moment that I realized something was wrong because being so young in a field, you're learning every day. There's, you only go up. So I had been in therapy, therapy as a child, not by choice, but because I was put in it, you know, going through your own, own life transition and I didn't enjoy it. But as I got older, I'm like, you know what? I would love to go by choice. And I would love to see what it's really about. And I did a lot of self-exploration and realized, okay, if I'm not growing, I'm not learning. So throughout that process of about, like, I would say six months of therapy, I really enjoyed what it had done for me. And I wanted to be able to continue to do that for other people. Wonderful. And and now that you have for a year, what has that been like for you? Um, are you back to being like, oh, is this the right thing? Or are you like, this is exactly what I wanted? It's exactly what I wanted and, and more. One of my favorite things about this field is that it does not end. There's so much to learn. There's so much that's constantly changing. I love attending every type of training, all the continuing education. It's fascinating to me and it feels really, really good. So it definitely is the best choice for me. And, and I feel like the field found me. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like um, something that drew you to advertisement and marketing also plays a role as a therapist for you? Are there aspects of it, like the creative part, for example? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I never thought about it that way, but, but definitely, right. Because you, you have, I guess, an end goal in both, right. There's, there's a goal to be achieved. And, and I think one of the greatest parts about therapy is that there's a bunch of different ways to get there, right. There's so many different methods to achieve the same goal. And I, I could say the same with advertising, right. You want to appeal the eye or you want to intrigue someone's interest but in therapy something wants somebody wants to change somebody wants to process somebody wants to evolve right and there's so many different modalities to get there um, and that's definitely one of my favorite parts and I find it really interesting because therapists all have different angles too right You're putting a bunch of different therapists in a room is amazing mm -hmm. yeah you get lots of different perspectives um, where do you fall in, in your predominant clinical orientation? Like, where do you draw from the most? Client-centered. And I find myself using CBT and DBT a lot. I really, really enjoy the practice of mindfulness. I really enjoy the practice of meditation. Um, and at the same time, I think it's also important while we sit with those types of thoughts in DBT, I think there are times it's very important to challenge them. Um, and also coming from the client's world, right? From that client-centered approach, making sure that we are in their shoes, making sure that we understand their problem from their perspective. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, would you mind going into a little bit deeper what DBT is and, and how you understand it is helpful to clients in, in your work? Absolutely. I like DBT and I think DBT is very much focused on the body-mind connection. Right, understanding what we're feeling, where it's coming from, and being okay with that, learning to be okay with that, because being okay with it is the end goal. So we can't be okay with it right away. Because what we do is we push and we challenge those uncomfortable feelings. And what DBT does is teach us tools and skills to use to sit with it, right? So whether it's, you know, if you're tense when you're upset or angry, learning how to relax yourself, right? To teach your mind that you're safe and that it's okay. Um, so a lot of physical tools to use to relax the body. Okay. And when somebody works with you in therapy, um, how does that process work around learning DBT and CBT skills? Do you provide worksheets or do you kind of just walk it through? How do you work on mindfulness and things like that? Sure, sure. So I've, I've been, I've been seeing that it's new to a lot of people, which is, which is great. So what we'll do is start the session off, you know, maybe some reflections, updates, see, see how things are going. And then we'll do an exercise together. I think it's really important, right. For the client to ask questions, to feel comfortable. Hey, did I do this right? Um, I want this to feel better. I didn't like this, or I did like this. Right. So we can figure out which tools work best for them. So we're doing exercises in session asking them to practice outside session and then coming back with how it was, what they learned and what they'd want to change next time. Okay, fantastic. So it's a really active approach of, of doing learning in session, taking it outside, maybe having homework, exploring what that technique does to you and then um, processing that in, in the next session and coming up with alternatives if, if necessary. Yes, yes, definitely. And even changing, changing the modality. If people don't like it, I find some people really don't enjoy DBT, which is fine, right? Again, there's so many different modalities. Um, but I do find that mindfulness is, is a very, very helpful practice because it teaches us to take that pause and to not avoid 
or run from whatever it is that we're feeling. I think being present with that is the, the most important. Uh, one of, I need to change this answer. It's, so I'm trying to think of how to phrase that. So yes, being present and learning to accept whatever difficult feeling is occurring is, is the most important angle of my practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. I think that's a very unique perspective, a very action-oriented perspective. And I think a lot of clients really speak to that kind of approach of, of wanting something guided, something structured, um, but with some flexibility to allow them to challenge that. Yes, yes, definitely. I, I also find that the relationship is, is very important, um, the therapeutic relationship. I think maybe 50% of the work is done there. I remember a very difficult, a difficult scenario I had one time and we had to have first responders attend, right? And I had a wonderful conversation with one of the first responders after who knew the person from a prior experience and just the presence of that first responder changed the entire scenario for the client, right? Having that bond, being able to be comfortable, vulnerable, um, really makes a difference for the client in progress and their ability to grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's oftentimes overlooked too when we talk about evidence-based approach and approaches and things like that, where it's like, well, it's just all about CBT and DPT, but it really isn't. It's like 50% the skills and the tools and 50% the relationship. But without the relationship, the tools just don't work. I, I agree. I agree. There, there's something about the relationship when somebody comes to session and says, I was really excited to share this, right? Something happened and I thought about a conversation we had, right? The personal level of therapy um, makes it, makes the difference. Absolutely. What are some tools that you use to help work on the relationship? But what do you find is really important for a therapist when they're engaging with a client? Active listening, for sure. You know, making sure that you're present with the client, that you're demonstrating to them that you're hearing everything that they're saying. And also disclosure. I, I, I like to disclose things about myself as long as they're relevant to what we're speaking about, of course. But it creates a nice foundation, a safe foundation, and a comfortable one, too. Yeah, I hear it more and more. A lot of therapists are really talking about this idea of self-disclosure and and the importance of it. Um, It's also a controversial subject, right? Some people are like, well, you know, it's really not about you. It's about the client. Like, why are you sharing personal information? Where is your stance in all that? So that, that again, is is the interesting part of of therapy. I've, I've met therapists who feel that way that they do not disclose and they find that it's, it damages the work together, right? But then there's many people who say, no, it's important to make the client feel comfortable. So I think whatever, whatever you feel is the correct approach is okay. But again, in, in my own practice, I think disclosure is very, very important to create that relationship. So I don't necessarily disagree with those people. I just think that that's their approach for their work. Um, but I, I, I do it in my practice. Absolutely. Um, what kind of clients do you feel work really well with you? I really enjoy uh, working with clients who are emerging into their careers. I really enjoy working with clients in relationships um, pre- and premarital counseling. 
has been great. I think, I think that's been really beneficial um, for me working with that type of population. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what do you think is your biggest challenge as a therapist? Yes. My, my biggest challenge as a therapist, right, would be separating myself from the work when you go home. And I know a lot of people, people say that, but it, it's difficult sometimes. It's difficult when you have a really powerful session with somebody, right? And, and you're going home and you are transitioning into your own life, but you're thinking about, you know, I hope that's, this person is okay, right? Or I wonder how that concert went right? Mm-hmm. So separating yourself, but then making sure you really prioritize self-care, you know, attending your own therapy, making sure you're exercising, making sure you're eating healthy, making sure you're, you know, practicing wellness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and has that worked for you when working on setting those boundaries? Definitely. Absolutely. But it's important as a therapist, you have to, to pay attention to yourself, right? And check back in, right? Using, using, journaling as you know your own intervention checking in with yourself I think it is very important um, and you don't want to lose sight of that making sure you dedicate time every day to yourself your family mm-hmm. and and what relaxes you absolutely are there any other things that you'd like to share with clients and, and people who might be interested in working with you I want people to feel comfortable to ask questions in therapy I want people to feel comfortable to challenge, right? Something that the therapist says. I think oftentimes people don't know what therapy is and people don't know what occurs and what is right supposed to happen. I put that in quotations because there there is no expectation, right? It's just to heal and whatever definition that is. So ask questions. If you don't like something, if you feel that you're not doing well, say something right that is the place to challenge it Mm -hmm. absolutely I love that I think that is really really important what if somebody doesn't feel comfortable asking questions and how do you help them through that challenge Do do you think that means that they might not be with the right therapist or where are your thoughts at with that for sure I definitely think that It has to be a mutual fit on both ends, right? You can feel most of the time when when something's not moving, right? On both ends, right? Whether or not the person voices it, it's typically mutual. So to really explore that for the therapist and the client to both say, hey, you know, what's going on here? Is this comfortable? Do you feel stagnant? And making sure that's explored first because that can be worked through. But then also it can't, maybe, maybe it's just not a good fit. So I do think it's very important to find, to find that right fit, because as we said before, the therapeutic relationship is so important. And if you start off with it on, not on that solid foundation, right, then it's not going to be beneficial. Absolutely. Aubrey, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today and to share your thoughts. It was wonderful hearing about your perspective and, and your unique therapeutic style Um, And I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Rachel. It was a pleasure being here.